Welcome to the LTC University podcast. My name's Jamie, and uh, I'm excited today because I've got my coworkers here, and we have Mallory Phillips, part of our marketing team. How are you doing, Mallory? Doing good. How about you, Jamie? I'm good. And we also have Malik Henley. How are you doing, Malik? I'm doing good. Cool. Awesome, guys. Well, um, this week we had the privilege of speaking at our partners meeting and, and sharing some really cool things that have been happening a part of our marketing work and the things that we've been doing the past months. And, uh, and, and it was really fun. So, um, our, our team has expanded the last, you know, what Mallory, how long have you been with SC house calls now? How long has it been? Um, I think since July, since July. or no, not July. It's probably been since May, wait, mid April, mid April, probably. April. Okay. Yeah. So. I was gonna say, it, but it feels like you've always been there. So, <laughs> so, it doesn't feel like you've, yeah, it feels like you've always been there. Um, and Malik, you you joined us, what, how long has it been? Two months, three months? Has it been that yeah, long? Yeah, I think I was mid, mid-May. Mid-May, okay, like yeah. So that's awesome. And, and yeah, it's just been fun having a, a group of people kind of working on these projects and, and different things when it comes to our marketing. So, well, guys, let's jump in and kind of talk about some of the highlights that have been happening, some of the things that have been going on um, with marketing when it comes to all of our healthcare companies and all the different things. There's a million different projects that we've all been working on, um, and I'll kick it off talking about our reputation management. Um, that's something we've we've taken serious, and, and you know, the past few months patient experience has been a, a huge part of what we do at SC house calls and main street physicians and, um, all of our healthcare companies, you know, that, that we have an entire, you know, department that is kind of focused on patient experience. And we realized really early on that patient experience really starts at our website. It starts at our social media accounts. Anytime we're at, interacting with people, um, it's, that's part of our patient experience and, uh, reputation management's a huge part of that when it comes, it comes to that. So, um, you know, I read a quote the other day, it was a, a, a Forbes quote from Forbes magazine. It says customers read an average of 10 reviews before trusting a business and spend over 13 minutes making a buying decision. It's just, it's imperative that, that, you know, we we're putting out things that are going to help people realize that, you know, we, you know, we can be the primary care provider for them. Um, and that we communicate with people in a way that, you know, that gives them a decision to help them make a better decision. And part of that is our Google rating. Um, you know, and, and that stuff really does matter. Mallory Malik, I want to ask you this question. I asked everybody else, how, when's the last time you looked at a review before you bought something? Uh, Amazon. I feel like I do it all the time with clothes. At least I don't want cheap stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's the most often times that I use it. Oh yeah. I would say the same. Yeah. Amazon. And, and you can find some really funny Amazon reviews. There's some, there's some gold out there <laughs> when it comes to those. Um, but it's so important, you know, those reviews really do matter. And especially in healthcare, I think they, they really matter. So, um, some, one of the things we've, we started doing here recently, we started managing, um, all of our social media accounts and all of our Google business accounts from one location through, uh, an application called Agora pulse. 
Um, and it's really helped things out. So we're, we're taking that serious. We're really making sure we're following up with people when they comment on social media, if they have a complaint, if they have an issue, we're getting them to the right person, um, moving that conversation offline, you know, so that we can actually really kind of help those people figure out what they need to do. Sometimes when they, if they're not able to get through to somebody, that's, that's where they turn and they, they'll either write a review or they'll write a comment on a social media post. So it's really important. So that's something we've really been working on and, and making sure that we're, we're doing a better job of. Um, and I think it's, it's gone pretty well. We're still kind of working out those kinks on, and kind of developing that plan, but it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been really good seeing that happen. And we've, we've gotten far less complaints and we've had far less issues here lately too. So I think a lot of that has, has been a part of helping, um, mitigate that and answering people's questions and concerns and, and, and doing that. So it's, it's been really good. Um, Mallory talk about the website, um, you know, and, and some of the things you guys have been doing, um, when it comes to protecting our brand and our logos and, and, um, you're huge on that Mallory, talk about protecting the brand. To address the question of, uh, protecting the brand and the website, I think to say, to talk about the website first, we're really just trying to get it uh, to a place where before it was more just brochure wear, Mm -hmm. um, the way it was utilized in the past. And, um, there wasn't where there was a constant influx of new information. And I think with this being a, more of a content management system. We're all able to upload blogs, helpful hints for patients and different things like that and and see how we can start to drive newsletter traffic to the website in some ways so uh, our internal company can find the information that they need, whether it's flu vaccinations, whether it's um, how do they uh, detect chronic kidney disease? Like we want it to be a great resource for people to learn that they can always come back to. So there will be always rotating fresh content for them to see both from an internal and an external perspective. So I think that was kind of our goal with the website. There's still things to be improved upon, like building out our locations pages and improving, um, our ADA compliance, which is the American Disabilities Act, um, for us to try to make sure that we're accommodating for anyone that ha- might have a disability, which could be a really uh, big margin for that with uh, older people exploring our website so we can have our users in mind for that. And then for protecting the brand, um, it is like what you said, right, Jamie, with Angora Pulse, it's some of that reputation management side, but it's also maintaining um, our visual language, our um, type, our color scheme, and making sure that every fall follows a certain rubric. So our website definitely kind of plays into what our look and feel is. And we took some elements from our other website and um, kind of migrated it into this new brand look. And Malik has pretty much been instrumental in actually formalizing the brand guide mm-hmm. um, with the verbiage and how we talk about ourselves and utilizing some of your tools, Jamie, of creating a brand story where we keep the patient at the center of what we say and what we do um, to help solve their problems. So we've kind of used that throughout the website as well um, and our over arching branding experience. So Mallory, Um, you're passionate about this. Um, why is it important to really have a solid brand look and feel? Cause a lot, some people, you know, usually not, I think most customers kind of see that and they, they don't, I think they just experience it, 
But then when you get into an organization, sometimes people are like, okay, I can do that. Or I'll create a little flyer. Um, when it's really so much more important, you, we have to take that more serious when it comes to our brand. Talk about that for a second. I think in general, the brand, a brand in a sense for what people is what it proves what it per- people perceive. And in a lot of ways, it kind of harkens back to our tribal days. If you're going to identify something that's safe, like let's just say food, for instance, right? You want to know where it came from if you got sick. Mm-hmm. It's very like what brand is responsible for making me sick <laughs> because right. I ingested the food. So brands is something that you know health insurers trust. And with that is the look of it first for you to identify what it is. And what cattle is mine roaming in the middle of the field? You know, whose owner is that? It it just helps give you a sense of link, even though it may not be a person. It's a whole company that's behind the look and feel right. of, of what um, a logo is. And I think um, against people wanting to do their own thing and they want to be creative, especially at our company, they want to help um, influence the marketing and like help with different creative ideas. And I think um, the best creative doesn't come from top-down directives. It's from everyone being involved. But I think when we don't fully understand um, the layouts, the choices that we've made and what we've articulated to do with our typefaces and stuff like that, that helps with enough consistency, it has staying power in the marketplace. And yeah. I think that people kind of misplace. They think, oh, well, Ariel's pretty close to, <laughs> to, to, to you know, Carla, I think, as a typeface. Let's use that. And I mean, granted, for the untrained eye, certainly. But I mean, for someone who, you know, um, looks at stuff like this, I know that United has its own typeface with a swooshy mm-hmm. E. I, you know, I know we can look at Apple with a white background and a typeface, and mm-hmm. we know it's Apple. So I mean, there yeah. is subtle, unspoken like languages that that you're exposed to every day that you don't even know that if something's so strong that it's affecting you to be able to recognize what that brand is. And I think it's just getting buy-in from everyone around for them around us to notice those details yeah. and to collaborate with us in order for us to write, get that messaging. Get, we can't, uh, we can't move without the help of others, especially right. when others know different aspects of the company better than we do. So we have to acknowledge that. But then when it comes to the aesthetics and understanding, um, you know, the more formalized process of branding that, you know, to always defer to the, to the team, um, with, you know, degrees behind us on yeah, this stuff. So absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's not, not by accident. Malik, lastly, talk a little bit about our social media. Our social media has stepped up since you've, you've taken it over. You've really, I remember meeting with you at the beginning there when you came on our team and, um, I said, lead this and you have led this and you have taken us to different places. You've done new things and it's just been, um, you know, short of impressive. I mean, it's just, it's been impressive to see what you have really done. Um, talk a little bit about our social media. Um, before I hop into talking about social media, I want to kind of reiterate and say that I like what Mallory said about, how branding should feel like safe, like how it kind of alludes to like safetiness in some aspects. I really like that she said that because it just kind of makes you think like, would you kind of second guess your visit at a doctor's office if they're using like loopy texts or something or weird (laughs) images and things just kind of irrelevant to why you're at the practice. So I just wanted to kind of nod at Mallory in that respect because I love that she said like safety. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, kind of getting to your question about uh, social media. So in the past few months, since I've taken over like social media, um, the first thing I kind of noticed was that when there was like a holiday or something, or if there was like some kind of awareness month, there was just a post, very generic one, not even with our um, brand colors, just saying like, happy Memorial Day or Merry Christmas. And that was like the first thing that kind of bothered me about the state of the social media. I was like, why are we, um, you know, we need to kind of show them why we not celebrate the holidays per chance, but why are we even bringing this um, to their attention? Like, are we just writing another post or are we trying to do something meaningful? And how does like the holiday and like family tie in to the community that we're servicing? So um, I started doing more branded posts at like Mallory's guidance and her, um, her uh, just input and stuff. And she kind of helped me figure out how to best approach that. Uh, started putting together like verbiage and what have you so that every time we try to raise awareness to something, I've done my research. I'm using like statistics. I'm reaching out to different people who deal with like diabetes awareness month or people who know what we're, what action items are taking for like Alzheimer's awareness. So the first thing was just kind of bringing more purpose into what we post. Then it was about like answering messages that had never been touched before, actually mm -hmm. reaching out to people. And that kind of goes hand in hand with our efforts and like reputation management, like actually telling them like, hey, I'm sorry, no one has gotten to you on this. Like, are you still struggling with this issue? And here are some resources. And it's been fun, like whenever you guys work on a project or when we collectively do something, kind of highlighting that and saying, have you checked out our website? Have you listened to our podcast? So I feel like it helps branch all of our efforts together. And I love being like the mouthpiece kind of for that, like showcasing everything and helping tie different aspects of our company and sharing it with the community and sharing it with our coworkers too, which is really cool. Sure. Um, yeah. I've also been doing more like interactive things as well because I don't know. I personally like when something you touch it and it moves or you mm -hmm. click on it and it like blinks or flashes. So I don't know if it's like a, what kind of, what that means, but I wanted to incorporate that more into the social media, in the social media too, like getting people interactive and engaged. Yeah. Yeah. And I can attest like our social media engagement has gone through the roof and that is, and what I what I know just from behind the scenes, that is very intentional. And how, what are some of the ways that you've really, you know, brought up the engagement with people responding and talking and, you know, just engaging with the posts? Um, usually when I see something like see where someone's commented, if I know like the answer or if I like know how I would like to respond to it personally, I'll say like, thanks for your um, feedback on that or thanks for welcoming these people to the team or if something's a bit of a stickler or it's like a customer, or well, not a customer, a patient um, kind You're of a customer too. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it's someone like concerned about something first, I try to ask you guys first, like, how would you handle this or what do you guys recommend? And if I like can't get to you guys, then I'll try to like reach out to other people. But the um, priority is for me to never like see something and not respond to it and not, not engage with it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Engagement really 
creates engagement is at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think too, Malik, some of your, um, I think you've done some little quizzes. You've done some things that have just really promoted that engagement too. Um, that I've been really impressed with some of the stories you've added, started adding stories and different things uh, that are added to the social media. That's really just taking it to a whole nother level. And, and, you know, it's, it's been amazing. Um, well, guys, as we kind of close out this podcast this week and just kind of talking about our marketing and some of the things we're doing, um, I just want to say it is just a privilege to work with you guys. Um, it, you're both just extremely talented at, at what you do and, and you bring just unique gifts. And I think it's it's just such a fun uh, team to be a part of. And uh, I appreciate both of you. I want to ask you one final question. What do you love about working in healthcare? Both of you have done different things in the past. Mallory, you've done a bunch of different things. You've worked with realtors and all kinds of different areas and hospitality and and so forth. But what do you guys love about working in healthcare when it comes to marketing? I guess I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) What I like about healthcare specifically is, um, I think it's uh, it's not just I think when you think of things in the terms of um, a logo or design or branding, you know, those are like the lipstick behind things. But for us to be able to impact like how systems are designed Mm -hmm. and for us to bring light, you know, both internally and externally for, you know, how people navigate through our um, applications, our tech suites, Mm -hmm. and for us to have intimate involvement and like what, you know, what platform that they're using, whether it's Power BI or whether it's Navina or whether it's, you know, Athena where they're texting patients. It's like for us to kind of get a really more detailed look at some of these major systems that we're using and that we can help, bridge the gap between the technical to non-technical by whether it's a newsletter or whether it's like helping um, our trainers with the right materials to help educate internally for how we best serve our patients. I think that's like we're the communicators and the mouthpieces for the organization, but it's for complex things Mm -hmm. and, but trying to make them simple um, really to service are the patients that need us the most and the underserved. And I think like what better mission can you have than to actually directly impact health, even though we're not touching patients, we're influencing them by both the tech that we use and, you know, the AI that helps us figure out when patients need to be seen. Um, And we help communicate that throughout the company. Um, And I think that there's no better way to serve if, you know, if it's a life or death situation, Mm -hmm. we are doing it by design every day and by designing the verbiage we use by the platforms and the education that we roll out. um, It all kind of starts, it doesn't start in with us, but we help create that awareness. And um, I think that's like, what's the most feedback is, you know, I can create a logo for a restaurant, but it definitely isn't life or death. So it's more pressure, but in a way it's like more, it's more feedback and it's, you get to work with people that truly care about it mm-hmm. um, because it's, you know, it's people's well being and they're in a vulnerable place. And I think you get to work with people that do care and are passionate. And I, I enjoy working with people that care and, and want to see the needle move forward. And so um, that's, and also uh, to echo your sentiment, Jamie, of like getting to work with you and, and Malik, um, 
you know, we get to creatively go back and forth with each other and like sometimes agree, disagree on how messages should be done or what we should Mm -hmm. experiment with. And that also pushes me to be better. And I really enjoy that as well. Yeah, it's, it is, it's just, it's just so fun. I want to, I want to, you know, kind of reiterate what you were just talking about too, of making things simple. Uh, I think it was Steve Jobs that said, making things simple is not simple. It takes a lot of work, a lot of thought to, cause, cause medical is complicated. There's so many, com- and when you look at me- medical companies, you read their websites and it's really, a lot of times it's over my head for sure, you know? And so I can imagine it's over a lot of people's head and, um, I think Mallory with, with our website, you've done a really good job of making things a lot easier for people to, um, engage with. And, uh, it's, it's just amazing. So Malik, what do you love about working in healthcare now? So my answer to this question would be like the same answer that I gave you guys when y'all interviewed me, like almost mm. a year ago. Yeah. Um, so it would be that I'm learning something almost every day and that I'm growing as a designer and as like just a human in general. I love getting to like learn something new, like whether that be in um, like design or marketing or even um, medical like terminology and just the medical field in itself. So, and I also love getting to watch you guys learn things too and kind of navigate y'all's experiences. So just knowing that, you know, you never cap out at what you can learn and how you can grow. It's just been a beautiful thing to kind of observe and watch over the year. Yeah, that's awesome. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast and giving us some updates on marketing. There's a lot more to come. Um, uh, You know, I know just on Scott's podcast today, which will be coming out later, um, the same day as this one is, and he started talking about your health, which Mallory and we're all kind of working towards here. Um, some new things to come. Lots are going to happen in the next few months. So um, we're excited about where things are going. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having us, Jamie. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at ltcuniversitypodcast.com. You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network, The Disrupted Podcast with Scott Middleton, Experiencing Healthcare with Matt Staub, and The Thriving Practitioner Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Have a great week.